what's up, what's up, everybody? It's Patrick Young here for episode three of season two of The Young and the Rowdy. And let me tell you, my next guest, I am uh, super excited to give this intro because, uh, I mean, you guys are going to figure it out if you're watching this, but it's just an honor, uh, first off, to have him on here. Uh, he's got a, a lot of great accomplishments along with his career and many more to come. Uh, but before we get, in, get into the intro, uh, thank you guys again for the love. It's super exciting to be back here for season two of the show. Uh, it's so exciting. It's so fun being able to connect with former Gator Grace uh, and Gator, anyone that has something to do with the program, uh, the organization, um, and, and going on to do bigger and better things with their life, but they don't forget uh, wearing that orange and blue. So if you enjoyed the show, uh, subscribe, share, uh, do all that stuff. You guys know what to do. Um, you can find the show in any uh, anywhere that, that plays podcast, but into this next guest, first off, he stands at a staggering five foot 11, but don't let his size and stature fool you. He has the nickname of the flash. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he has one of the greatest plays in Florida basketball history, the shot that we all are very aware of. He holds the record for the most assists in Florida basketball history. Um, he has led the SEC and assist two times uh, assist to turnover ratio two times the league he held uh he held the led the league in assist uh per game that he averaged as well one of my favorite stats of his is that he helped the gators to a sixth sweep of uk of kentucky in um program history and without further ado it's my honor to uh introduce our guest number 11 the flash chris chioza what's going on my man how you doing What's up, Pat? I'm glad to be here. Glad you got me. <laughs> nice introduction. Wait, wait. Taking me yeah, back. bro. I, yeah, man. You you got a lot a lot of them, bro. And uh, I mean, it's a lot of things we're gonna we're gonna get into here on the show. But um, you know, let's we you know before we we get into that stuff. Where where are you right now? What's going on? Uh, I'm in San Francisco right now. Um, I'm with Golden State now, so I just just moved into my apartment. So I got a nice little view out here. So. Just kind of adjusting to this West Coast life. West Coast life. You're 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 a Memphis guy. So uh, so what's that? What's that been like? That adjustment. The Bay. Uh, man, I ain't gonna lie, it's different. Uh, I've been out here for about two weeks now, so uh, I'm starting to like it. The weather's nice. Uh, so it's a real slow pace. Everybody out here is real moving a lot different than they were when I was in New York uh, with Brooklyn. Everybody was running around. Looked like they was late to everything out here. Yeah. Driving slow and ain't nobody honking no horns. Everybody's driving. <laughs> it's different. Did you even like drive in New York? I didn't even, no, I didn't even have my car out there. Um, there was no point. You couldn't park nowhere. So I just would either Uber or, you know, whatever I had to do to get to practice. You catch the train? You gotta you gotta ride the train at least once. I, I, ain't, I ain't ride the train because uh, you know, when I was there, COVID was you know, really, uh, I wasn't trying to be around too many people. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, I mean, how how has it been um, just adjusting with all that, you know, this, you know, from, from when the season got shut down to G League getting shut down, like, how has your whole experience with how the pandemic has affected, you know, the normalcy of your basketball career? Like, just, yeah, how has it up until now? Because I know California still got uh, – some restrictions and some things you can and can't do. So what's what's that been like for you? Um, I mean, it's been a big change. Uh, I think the biggest thing was, you know, after that shutdown, we went and played in the bubble. Um, like not having any fans, it was literally just teams, their training staff and front office people for two months straight. And it was just like, you see the same people every day for two months, um, however many people it was just, Every day, all day, it's like you go outside the hotel room, it's, it's the same people. So it was weird, from, especially from me being like a people person. I'm always around a bunch of people, meeting new people. Um, COVID has been like a, a big change for me, but um, I've, I've been dealing with it really well. And it seems like uh, out here, everything's getting kind of normal. There's a lot of people vaccinated. They're, they're, I think actually San Francisco was one of the, the first city to have a uh, uh, I forgot what it's called, uh, 80% however enough percentage of people to be vaccinated to be considered a safe area, so. Okay, got you. Yeah. So. Like, uh, 
some type of some type of effective something. I don't know, yeah. effective radio. I don't, I don't something along those lines. Man, I just I, I'm up in uh I'm in Nebraska with my girl in the middle of nowhere. Like uh, this this is where she's from. She's from Nebraska, and like I can work remotely. I can do the podcast and stuff. So like I'm exposed to like the bare minimum <laughs> amount of people out here right now. It's like if there wasn't the golf the golf course right here, I've been playing like playing a bunch. If the golf course was, wasn't here, I, I probably wouldn't be here. I'd probably be back in Florida where, you know, in Florida, nobody even cares. <laughs> yeah, Florida, Florida and Atlanta are like two places that never experienced COVID. I know, right? Yeah, it, it, don't, it don't exist in Florida, apparently. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, you with you just signed, you signed, um, you're at Golden State right now, going through training camp. You know, how, how's it been adjusting with the team? It's got to be, you know, uh, were you did you know after the season ended with Brooklyn, like what the next step was? Or you you, you know you're just prayerful for knowing the next opportunity, just trusting God, seeing what was going to happen next. Yeah, no, I I had no idea. Um, you know, I enjoyed my time in Brooklyn. I got along with those guys, and uh, they're a great organization. Um, so you know, going into free agency, I I wanted to go back there. You know, if it was possible, and uh, this this opportunity presented itself, and um, you know, I was happy to come out here and be a part of another great organization that's, uh, you know, been winning for the last few years. Um, yeah. You know, so I experienced that winning culture again and, uh, you know, just continue to get better and try to set myself up for a position, you know, uh, to better my, you know, future, so. Yeah. Does it, does it feel, I mean, I, I know you well enough to know that, you know, you got big dreams and and uh, want to continue on. You know, of course, you, you enjoy the moment, enjoy where you're at. But obviously, you know, you want to get earn that one day future starting position and and, and so on so forth. Everything that comes with it. But do you, is it kind of weird though? Like you know, you think about like you're living in the middle of like your dream, bro. Like you're you like every day you're getting a chance to to go after it. Like every single day you get a chance to that one percent get better and just keep going after like how did, how does that feel man because you know a lot of people you know they, they fizzle out and they just they just don't keep going after it. they get discouraged and I'm sure you've had you've had bumps along the way and just because that's that's normal that's life you know it's a lot of things we can't control but but for you you know it's 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 you scratch your head about uh but still seem to have worked out pretty well but how, how has it been like just you know every day you wake up you're still chasing after your dream or for living living your i should say uh i don't know i mean it's it's a great feeling i try not to think about it too much like you said i just try to be in the moment and enjoy you know every day so uh, i mean it's hard not to think about it though uh, just something you you know growing up want to do for you know since you were, you know, five, six years old and being able to do it every day and then be playing with these guys that I've looked up to for, you know, since I was in middle school, high school and being some of the best players in the world and being, you know, their teammates and just being around these guys every day, kicking it with them on and off the court, and, you know, making real friendships and, you know, just seeing how different people, you know, think differently about basketball, about life and how they treat basketball and how certain people treat it. And, um, it just makes you have like a certain, a different level of respect for, you know, the game and what it can do for people and how it changes their life and everything. And, um, you know, you just gotta enjoy it while you can cause you can't have it forever. So like you said, every day is, I'm living my dream. So I just try to, you know, learn as much as I can, use it, yeah. to make other opportunities and everything like that. And just set yeah. myself for the future. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's no question that you're, you know, you're, thousand million percent of NBA player but still like it had to be so surreal you know when you're meeting meeting these guys that you know just a few years ago you're watching them on TV or like growing up seeing them you know and just like dang like that's like KD's my teammate like Kyrie's my <laughs> that had to be kind of weird for a second look <laughs> or James yeah. Hart is my teammate or like that had to be kind of crazy for a second bro yeah no it's, it's I mean you get used to it after a while but yeah at first it's definitely uh, something that you, you know, you think you wouldn't really get to experience in life. Uh, you know, maybe you get to meet these guys, you know, for certain things, but being around them every day and 
like you said, growing up watching them and, you know, you know, taking things from their games. And it's like you, you see those guys working every day and just being around them. Um, you know, it's it's unbelievable just to see their their work ethic and how serious they approach stuff. And uh, you see, you you get to see what makes those guys so great. Yeah. What was what was something that really uh that really just like stood out to you about one of those superstars, like uh, as far as the work ethic and their approach and um, maybe their leadership? Uh, I would say like KD. Uh, just seeing him every day and the way he shoots the ball and the drills he yeah. does to like uh, get ready for games and just level of focus he has when he's when he's working out is just like something I'd never seen before. Like I've been around guys that you know are great shooters and you know consider great shooters and I'm you know be like dang I wish I could shoot like them and then it's like you get here you see this guy seven foot guard and it's like when he's in practice or doing shooting drills, it's like, I, I never, I don't see him miss more than like three shots, like throughout the whole that's, day. <laughs> that's gotta be wild. Like, yeah, like these dudes literally don't miss. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Missing like, like uh, drills where, you know, you know, you gotta make a certain number in a row or like if you miss, like these dudes probably never miss two in a row. Like it's, that's gotta be wild. Like, <laughs> and that's the norm. Yeah. like. If he misses two in a row, it's like he's mad and gonna punch a hole in the wall. So it's like, <laughs> um, it's crazy, man. It's just it's how hard he works, and it looks so easy for him. Uh, it's like effortless. So yeah, yeah he definitely. I always think about like with Kevin's body is like he was made to be a basketball player. Like I don't know what else my man could have done with the, <laughs> with the body like his. I don't know if there was anything else in the world that he'd have the capability of doing, but being an incredible basketball player. But geez, man, you know, it's time to get back to the, uh, now, that, now that I got you and we filled in the, the people with uh, where you are right now, let's go back to the beginning. You know, how did, uh you know, grew up, Memphis kid, you know, what was, what was uh, life like growing up and like how did, your love for basketball even start? Uh, I mean, growing up, I played baseball was my primary sport. Uh, it was my best sport. And I did football a little bit. Um, just, I, I just love being outside, playing sports, being around, you know, like my team and stuff. So I just was trying to play a bunch of different sports. And uh, as I got older, I want to say like my freshman year of high school, I actually, the first high school I went to, I went there to play because the baseball team was, you know, really good. They were like state champions or whatever. Um, and I got there and I did my basketball workouts. I was doing summer league for the baseball team. And I was like, man, I just, I don't, I don't love baseball like I used to. I was like, I, was uh, out, I got you. I was out there and I was like, I've been a shortstop my whole life. I was a shortstop in the pitcher. And uh, I got to, got to high school and they had a, a, guy that was a shortstop already that I had known growing up and he was a couple years older than me um, and he was really good he ended up making it to the pros for a while so they put me in the outfield and I was like I, I don't mind being in the outfield I can play center field uh they put me in left field hated it ah, okay I said there's no left way field? I, I was like no nah, I, I just I didn't like it I was like no nah, I can't do this I like he could put me a second base pitch or something something I'm gonna get like yeah I'm used to and more, like, more action yeah a little more action older the pitchers are better you don't get as many you know opportunities to field the ball be a three three at bass all game I'm like nah this ain't for me just stand around all day I gotta be involved but like that's when I really was like uh you know basketball I love this because it's like I can I'm always doing something I'm always involved yeah and then I was like I'm I'm good at it so I was like you know baseball might not be what I want to do for knowing more and then Baseball coach was mad at me when I told him I didn't want to play no more, and I ended up playing. So, it worked out. Yeah, I mean, I would say it worked out. But, you know, what was your your family, you know, what were they saying around that time? You know, were they just like, you know, uh, they want you to just do whatever makes you happy type thing? Or, you know, what was the dynamic in that in that time? Because I, too, had to make a decision when I was – I played baseball up till I was uh, 16. And um, – and I, I was slipping on my grades and I went to a, um, um, a magnet school or whatever, a college prep. 
And like baseball was my first sport, my first love. And I was a pitcher and I hit. And then basketball, I started getting real good. Um, I saw, I mean, I was six foot nine in in uh, ninth grade, but I was really uncoordinated. I could barely dunk. But and then after that ninth grade and my tenth grade year is when like things started to click. I started like figuring out my body, my athleticism, and basketball was fun. But because I was, in, you know, those sports kind of overlap a little bit in high school, and I started like I don't know, like because because I was a good student to get into that school, but I don't know if just like basketball and the popularity got to my head or whatever distraction but I came home with like four C's and my mom was like you're not average but because you're, you're choosing to be so uh, you have to choose one sport you know basketball or baseball so I ended up choosing basketball uh, it was easy at that time because I didn't really like my baseball coaches um, I didn't think they were really that good at the time um, with, with what they were doing and how they were using me um, so then I and I didn't play I didn't play my junior year and them boys went to state uh -huh. <laughs> bro I was so tight <laughs> I was so tight man I was sick but we we had a good basketball season that year and then uh, I mean as you just said uh I think I made the right decision I almost played played my senior year when I transferred but uh my my basketball coach was like let's call coach Donovan to see what it takes about you playing baseball you know let's 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 let's, let's see what you think and I was like you're right coach I ain't trying to get hurt I I'm done. I, I'm not going to play. So uh, and my parents, my dad, my dad was heartbroken because he wanted me to play baseball. But, um, you know, they were just happy. I was just pursuing something and, and um, I had an opportunity to play in college. Yeah, same. my parents have always been uh, supportive with whatever I did. And, uh, you know, my dad played baseball. Uh, my family actually had a history of baseball back in the day. So I think that's why baseball was just so like my first sport, it just kind of came naturally to me. And then from there, um, when I just fell in love with basketball, my dad also played basketball. So he, his, his love was basketball as well. He gave up baseball when he went to college, just so he could play basketball. And um, so, I mean, he, he was awesome. He was all for it. And my mom was just whatever I'd want to do to make me happy. And yeah, yeah. She just wants you to go at, just go after it, yeah get education and whatever. So ended up being basketball. <laughs> so you cho you choose to go basketball. You didn't, you know, you, you saw you had more enjoyment in it, more fulfillment. You know, when did you, and you know, you're already good and being a point guard and, you know, as quick as you are, when did it start? When did your, you know, you were probably a little bit of a late, a late you know, addition, not that you were a late bloomer, but a late addition to uh, really getting on the scene. Um, you know, when did your recruitment really like start kicking off? Um, I would say my sophomore year, end of my sophomore year, going into my junior that summer is when um, like AAU time is when I really like took off. Uh, I had like three or four good tournaments in a row, and that's when I went from whatever I was ranked to like top 40, 30, whatever, in like a month. And, from there, it just everybody it seemed like every every weekend, it was five more schools like that I was like I haven't that I always wanted to go to like I'd be like well I love to play yeah. there and it's like each weekend, like Monday after the tournament I'm getting a call from me from this school from this school and it just kept kept going and it was like I was like there's no way this is like this is happening like went from, so, from no no offers to like yeah a matter of less than a month so. And it's kind of annoying too after a minute okay, when you're trying to just like <laughs> everybody calling you like man I'm just trying to you know enjoy I just want to hoop man like uh, but at, at what point you know because obviously you know I'm, I'm really glad Jeff Jeff uh, Goodman he's producing this episode for us uh, he mentioned that you know you you in the circuit that um, Memphis was probably originally one a dream school for you you know what what was it like if they would have came on the scene and offered you sooner. You know, we probably wouldn't be here having this conversation. You probably wouldn't have won orange or blue. You know, uh, and I mean, we're 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 all thankful you you came because you had a, a hell of a career uh, with us over over in Florida. But you know, what 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 was the process like? What when did Florida even get in the mix of your recruiting, and how did you end up deciding to go there? Uh, so, um, I I don't remember exactly. 
I remember when I first talked to Coach Donovan and Coach Pelfrey. Uh, I don't Coach remember. Pell. What, I don't remember what Thursday <laughs> was, but I remember getting that call after that, like as soon as that that game was over. I remember them calling me, and they were like, uh, "You know, we want to offer you a scholarship." And I was like, I've grown up being in the South, so I always see them on TV and I always, you know, enjoy watching them. I, of course, Coach Donovan was a great coach. So seeing them have small guards, um, you know, that always was, you know, just killing in college and going to play somewhere and really, you know, playing well. I always wanted to, that was one of the places I always was like, I, I, would, I would love to go there. And then I had my grandparents move, actually move to Florida. And uh, they were about an hour and a half, two hours, like in Orlando. So uh, that was another reason I went. Uh, so when, when I got that call from Coach Donovan, I was like, "Yeah, this—they're definitely top three off just off yeah. of that, just just off of Coach Donovan and the history they have with point guards and his history of being a point guard in the NBA." So they were top three automatically as soon as I got that call. What What were the schools that uh? uh or in the mix at that time, like your final, like if it wasn't going to be Florida, who else, who else would it have been? Uh, Ohio State. Uh, I was a, so me and D'Angelo Russell went to a lot of camps together in high school. Yeah. it there. And uh, he was always a shooting guard. And he didn't, he didn't really play point guard until he got to Ohio State. He wanted me to come to Ohio State and run point guard. So he could run too. And uh, I, I think I, after he made, after he got drafted, I, I made I made a little joke. I was like, I bet you're happy I didn't come there now. Now you, <laughs> yeah. um, but it was Ohio State, um, Kansas, mm. Florida, and I think I think my fourth was gonna be like UConn. What what was it that I mean? That's wow. That's four top top programs. You know what was it about Coach Donovan that you you know? you knew that's where you wanted to go. And then, as you said, he had smaller guards. He had, you know, he had Kate, Casey Hill at that time, Scotty, you know, 6'1", Irving Walker, Kenny Boyd, um, times in before that, uh, that could really uh, contribute to winning. And uh, he he really just gave him the freedom to go. Uh, is that, was, was it just seeing and, and seeing that, that you were just like, I could fit right into that? Yeah, that was one of the reasons for sure. And it was, when I talked to him, he was just so honest with me about me. Coming in, he's like, "Yeah, you might not play at all. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might start. You might not play. You never know. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving you anything. You got to come in here and, and you know compete." And uh, I knew Casey was there. Um, I played against him. I think one year at AAU, my he, my team used to play up my AAU team because we were so good. So we used to play up against all the older guys. So we played against Casey and Chris Walker. Um, and all, all the guys on that team, they were loaded. And that was like, I think we lost like three or four games that whole summer. We were playing up the whole summer. And that was one of the only teams we lost to. Like one of the only teams we lost to. So, you had one year with Chris Walker. Yeah. How about man Chris doing? Where you at right now, bro? Uh, I haven't talked to him. And I think I talked, last time I talked to him was probably... Uh, I don't even know. It's been a while since I talked to him, but I mean, we, we used to, you know, talk all the time, just like be on the video yeah. together. Uh, we still talk on like Snapchat, Instagram, stuff like that, but we don't. That's got to be, he got to be one of the most athletic dudes I've ever seen, like big dudes I've ever seen in my life. Crazy. I, I remember uh, he, it was before he came, before he uh, committed, I think we just had a pickup um, and he got it on the break. Cause just went, like he got it. I think he two steps on the left side of the free throw, one outside the lane, and just leaned in, leaned in on that joint, and everybody, everybody just stood there like, whoa, <laughs> just crazy. ah, and he just driving on the other side like that's normal, like, like bro, nobody can, <laughs> nobody's supposed to be able to do that. Yeah, he, his bounce was crazy. Yeah, I just wish he, wish he could have, could have figured out the, you know, everything else that goes into. To being successful because you know it's a lot of it's a lot of really talented athletic dudes out there but that's that's only half of it. you got to have the, the mentality that the the eight inches between your mind and just that consistency and discipline is really what separates dudes to making it to that next level but tell me about um you know that fr your freshman year you step in 
in your, your first year in um, 2014, 2014-15 season, you know, that's right after we come off the of Final Four, you know, uh, what were your expectations? You, you said Coach Donovan said, told you how it was going to be. You know, was there anything that really surprised you where you're like, wow, this was like, this is, this is way different. You know, guys usually say, you know, the pace, the speed of the game, um, it was something to adjust to. For me, it was like, man, them two-a-days, uh, the bubble. <laughs> uh, did y'all, y'all ever had the bubble? Coach oh, with the bubble on the rim? Rebounding bubble? The rebounder drill? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, bro. And you got to get three You got to get three rebounds in a row. But, I mean, just, just the balancing out as a freshman and study hall and all that stuff, like, it, it, was, it was a big-time adjustment and um, a big learning curve for me. So, I, I, you know, what was it like for you that your freshman year? Man, first, man, speaking of y'all Final Four run, I think it was the Elite Eight, 316 or Elite Eight, y'all played in Memphis. And I was actually at that game. I don't know if you remember that, but I was there. Who we played? Uh, who were y'all playing? I want to say y'all played, uh, who was a, uh, who was it? Dayton? It was that year? Was it Dayton, maybe? Oh, know. yeah. Yeah, it was uh, UCLA and then Dayton. Yep. Yeah, so I was, I yep. went to the, that game, because y'all played in the FedEx Forum, so I was there for those games. Um, y'all won, I think it was the, it might have been the Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah, it, it, we played. We played UCLA Sweet 16 and then um, Dayton Elite Eight. Yep. So, they, yeah. Dayton upset somebody, whoever it was. Yeah, so that was cool. That was, I was already committed and I was there at those games just watching. Just, it was, it was Hell yeah. great to experience that before I actually got to experience like March Madness. But uh, the, the biggest adjustment for me was just the physicality from high school. I came in, like you said, I'm 5'11", but I mean, when I first got there, I was like maybe 150 at most. So it's like, I'm coming in, these guys have been there three, four years. You know, they've been doing this college weightlifting program. I didn't really touch a weight, like maybe a, right. know, or something. But luckily I was always just, I was naturally strong, even though I was small, but you know, every day coming in there, Michael Frazier is coming in there, we're playing one-on-ones from the wing. And it's like, he's just going straight downhill, hitting me in my chest every time. And I'm like, the first, I could do it like three times. I could take like the first three hits. And it's like, try to at least make it hard on the score. And then it's like, we get to rep four, five, six, and I'm, I don't really got nothing left to give. I'm like, yeah, there's no way I have to do this all day, every day, like every day. I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, he, he's right your check. The strong guy, they look like they look like they're supposed to play football anyway. And they're like, just play basketball. So I'm like, freshman year, I struggle with that because you don't just get strong and six, seven months. It takes a long time. So. That was my biggest thing. So was it was it a tough adjustment for you? Because I mean, we all know Preston Green is is great at what he does, and you got a post on there uh, on your Instagram talking saying shout out to Preston Green. Uh, I'm not sure what, what year you posted that, but I'm going to guess and say that was after your freshman year, and just I'm sure you gained you gained a lot of muscle. Preston Green, knows, I'm going to have him on the show next uh, after you. He's one of the best premier strength coaches in the game. Um, knows what he's doing, but let me tell you, it ain't no joke. Man. <laughs> it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't no joke, man. They don't know about Fridays. They don't know about them off-season all, all FU Fridays and, and strongman. Like that, I, I don't even know how that stuff translates to help you in basketball other than just the mentality. Uh, just getting you like, break you, breaking down, you down mentally so you just know uh, you, you, you're capable of pushing through more mentally. But, you know, how, how was adjusting to that part because, you, you know, I didn't really, even though I came into UF kind of strong, naturally strong, I never did like a consistent weight training program. And I had a different strength, strength coach at first, Matt Herring. He was a little bit more functional. And then Preston came in. He hit, he put me at 260 in like like that. I got tired of weight. So <laughs> I can imagine what it was like what, what it was like for you. Well, for me, I, I have a – it's hard for me to gain weight. So uh, – I mean, I, ended, I gained weight, but I never was one of those guys that just put on weight fast. So no matter what workout I would do, it's like my body would just slowly add. I could never just be in there for like a month and add, you know, 10 pounds like certain guys or lose weight yeah. fast. I, my body was just always kind of the same. I would go up, you know, five, 10 pounds over summer school. And then 
season starts, I'm gonna like drop back down five pounds. <laughs> we're doing, but like I could see the difference. But like the the weight, my weight wasn't really changing. But I, I could feel myself getting you know stronger and stuff. Uh, then by the time it was done, I had gained you know 25, 30 pounds, and I could really tell the difference. But yeah, those those uh. That was the biggest adjustment for me. And then doing, like you said, the strongman Fridays, the FE Fridays, whatever. Um, that was probably the hardest thing I ever did in my life like, to, this, to this point. And yeah. it started off hard and you only got to do three exercises the first week. You got to build up in two or whatever. And it's like, after the first week, I'm like, there's no way I can go into week two and add more exercises. And do <laughs> I'm dead last in the time. Like it's a competition, and I'm like, <laughs> like two minutes behind everybody. So I'm like, yeah, there's no. I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. I'm like, I love basketball. I came here to play basketball. I didn't come here to do uh, right? Olympic weight training, strongman stuff. And then it's like once you finish it, you just felt like, all right, I can do anything if I can do this. Like God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feel you, bro. Like I would get so mad at Coach Donovan. Like I, I'd be like, bro, I need to work on my game. Like I'm not. What is I'm like? What is pulling this car gonna help me do? Like is this gonna? But I mean, Coach Coach D just gave Preston the keys, and, and I swear, Preston was just like, when the offseason was there, that's when his eyes just got bigger, and like that's just like his favorite time of the year. So I mean, I'm I'm I wouldn't do it again. I couldn't imagine myself doing that strong. Oh man, stuff now. I'm too old for that. <laughs> but, I, I mean, season, I do. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I be right? I be wanting to go back and just like work out it there, but I'm like, there's no. I don't even want to see those guys have to do strongman. I got people. To but they be like antagonize. They antagonize you when you're doing it too. Like they just like you already feel like you're you're about to die, and they're insulting. Come on, cheese, pick it up. You can do better than I'm like, no, I can't. I'm like, we already did two rounds. Like, I'm about to pass out. I'm like, this <laughs> this is a truck. I'm pushing up a hill. Like, like what do you want that me to dip? Do? I can't run no faster. Behind that dip behind frames where you go level, it goes level when you're pushing that truck, and then you hit the middle and it starts going uphill. No. Gosh. It got to the point where oh. I would once I hit that dip, I just, I just stopped. I, I just, I started turning around. I'm starting to push backwards on the truck with my, my back on the tailgate. I'm just doing anything I can do to get it to keep moving. Cause if it stops, it's over. It's over. Yeah. Once, once you start trying to move and maneuver and do all this stuff, it's, it ain't, it ain't going nowhere. Uh, but, um, you know, how, what were some lessons you learned in that, in, after your freshman year? Cause you know, that was, that was your sole year. That you had you had under Coach Donovan, you know what, what was, uh, and then what, you know we talk about the transition and and getting to know getting to know Coach White, uh, but yeah, what was you know after that freshman year, uh, what was that like? Uh, I say the thing I learned the most uh, was just playing, you know, picking and choosing when I can, you know, use my speed. Like, oh yeah. In high school, it's like high school AAU. I can just run around the whole game and just run full speed. There's nobody's gonna keep up with me, so I can just do whatever I want to do, get to the hole whenever. Uh, I mean, once I got to college, I mean, I could still get to the hole pretty much whenever I wanted to. Um, but it was like, you know, you got to be smart when you do it and learn how to, you know, really read read the defense when I'm coming off pick and rolls and when to change these and get to the position. Yeah. Be. So that was what I think I learned the most. And I think that's what helped me the next three years, you know, especially, you know, get my assist numbers up and, you know. Oh, yeah. When you, was it, you know, when, and I'm sure it was a tough decision. I mean, for him, when he uh, made that, that leap, you know, what, what was what was in your, your thought process when Coach Donovan was, uh, announced that he was leaving and that, you know, a new coach, a new head coach is going to fill in? Uh, my first thought was, man, where am I going to go? <laughs> like, I yeah, maybe, yeah, uh, yeah. like, maybe going back home to Memphis. Um, just anyway, I was kind of thinking about transferring. Um, 
But I think Coach Donovan, before everybody knew Coach Donovan was leaving, before it came out into the public, I was actually on my way to the airport uh, to fly home for the before summer school, the, right between the end of class and summer school. He called me about 10 minutes before I got to the airport and told me the news. And he told me he just wanted us to hear it from him first um, because we all didn't really think about him leaving. Like, yeah, we, had a, we had a bad year. We're like, okay, we're gonna come back next year. You know, we were, we we know what we were doing wrong and how we was, you know, losing games. We, we figured we, we're gonna be good next year. Coach Donovan, you know, he's gonna get us where we need to be. And then find out he's leaving. Um, you know, the main reason I went there was for him. So I'm, I'm thinking like, man, I don't know if I want to be here. He's not here. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, once he called me and told me the news, he, he told me he was going to, you know, make sure, you know, a coach was coming in that was going to, you know, be similar to him or be a, a good coach and, you know, really push us to be, you know, good and continue to be in a similar situation that we were in um, as far as, like, the way we played. So. And he told me that, and I, I actually met Coach White, and I saw how Louisiana Tech had played and the play style and stuff. Um, I said, you know, I'm going to stay. I'm going to see where it goes. So. Yeah, Coach, what do you remember that first time, like, where, you know, you step on the court and Coach White is – Coach White is, is the coach at that time. And, you know, what, what did he tell you? I'm sure he there were – yeah, he, he had a uh, – didn't they have Elf over there at, uh, Louis, uh, at Tech? I think Elf yeah. was one of yeah. the players. And then you, you, you could see his style of play was really really up and down. Yeah. So, hey, hey, Patrick. Patrick, I think you froze. I don't know how long you've been froze for. Uh, Chris, how long has you been frozen for? I don't know. Okay. It, I, it froze for a little bit, but it, 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 uh, I can still hear him. I know. All right, hold on. Um, shit. I don't know why. Oh, there you go. Hold on. Now you're back. You're back. All right. Let me uh, let me start it back here. All right. You can pick back up. Pick back up where right. you started with that question, Pat. Okay. Yeah. So, cheese. Uh, you know, what was it? Do you remember like that first within that first year? And obviously, it had to be a little bit, a little bit different because um, you, you know, a new coach, you no, know, probably whole new coaching staff because he brings in assistants and, and whatnot you know what was that that adjustment like for you and then uh what really helps you that before before that what helps you have that confidence to not transfer with, within coach white what was it about him that made you not transfer um because it's, it's easy it's easy for anyone to so you're justified in making that decision like hey this ain't this ain't the coach that, that recruited me you, you know what good coach or not it doesn't matter just like that's not the coach that recruited you that brought you to the school because I don't know you, uh, I don't trust yeah. you. These other schools wanted me. Like, you know, what, how, how did you decide? Uh, how did he convince you and instill in you that he he's going to do everything he can to help you become the player that you want to be? Yeah. So, like I said, Coach Donovan told me he was going to, you know, make sure that a good coach came in. So, you know, the level of trust that I had in Coach Donovan and the relationship we had, um, you know, I I you know I took his word for that and. Once I met Coach White, you know, the first day I met him and the coaching staff, um, you know, they they had the film ready to go. They're like, this is how we're going to play. We know how you play. Um, you know, the assistant coach was Jordan Missy. He's from Memphis. So yeah. me and him naturally clicked right away. Um, so, I mean, that was a, a, a huge part of it. Uh, he probably was the coach I was closest to. Um, so, you know, we – he showed us the film and was like, I, I saw myself, I was like, this looks like how I played, you know, high school AAU. Like, this is this is like a fun way to play. I'm like, all right, I, I know I can play, you know, in this system really well. Um, you know, um, you know, I never been through a situation where, you know, coach, uh, I was a freshman, so I never experienced a coaching change and thought about assistant coaches that was also recruiting me, you know, helped recruit me, those guys leaving. So once I, you know, found out everybody was leaving, it was uh, it was really tough on me, not just Coach Donovan, but uh, like I said, I yeah. clicked with Coach Missy right away, um, Coach Nichols, um, Coach May, you know, all those guys, they were great guys. And, um, you know, I felt comfortable with them just after the first meeting. Um, so that was a big reason I stayed. And, you know, college transfer rules, I wasn't sitting out a year. 
when I really thought right. about it. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't go through strong man and not play when I'm done with it. Like I'm going through all this, this stuff. Yeah. And then not being able to get the reward of playing or practice. Like, you know, no, there's no way I'm doing this. But I bet, I bet those boys that, uh, that transferred to Florida this year, probably when they had that first day of strong man, they're like, dang, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I probably know they, they, they probably mad now, but you know, they'll be all right. You know, maybe right. <laughs> so we don't, you know, I want to, because I do want to talk about your pro career, but, you know, we already know, um, you know, co- things worked out for you really well at Florida. You know, I think if uh, Big John, you know, Big John getting hurt and having his issues, uh, I think that really affected you guys having more inside, inside presence because John was a beast. Goodness gracious, that man. Uh, and then, I mean, you and D-Rob, uh, D-Rob's just athleticism and his, his ability to just, affect the game with length and just getting to the rim. Um, and we all know that you, you were, again, like it goes to show that you led the league two times in assistant turnover ratio. Uh, you led the team to an elite eight. Uh, also, we all know, man, you, you got to just like, when you, you know, everybody knows the shot that you made that and, you know, the buzzer beater against Missouri, that was, you know, extremely impressive. But, that, you know, what I remember about the shots you made uh, to beat Wisconsin, you know, Ty Lawson made a shot kind of similar in a regular season game uh, against North Carolina at home where it was like a floater, like feet planted behind the three-point line and floater. And I'm, I'm sure that's not a shot. That's a, that was like a kind of shot that, you know, you might mess around. And, like, it's not a shot you, like, you know, you know, di- directly intentionally practice. But, man, that thing hit bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just the only thing I did, like, Bro. really thinking about what I was going to, you know, how I was going to shoot it. I just know I we wanted to go, you know, for a three if it was open. But my yeah. mindset really just used my speed to get to the rim. But I, I got bumped twice, and I knew I wasn't going to make it. And I looked up, and I was like, I'm either going to shoot uh, a mid-range shot because I can't get all the way to the rim or it's like I shoot a three and it's like go for the win. And it's yeah. like, I'm always a guy that's like not afraid to go, you know, high, I'm a high roller. So I was like, I'm not afraid to take chances. So I was like, yeah, might as well. This is, that's the only way yeah, I can shoot it though, running full speed. Yeah. It's just wild. Like, you know, when we as kids, we, we always like pretend dribbling at, at the, at the park or whatever and count down. It's never a shot like that. Uh, <laughs> it's, never, <laughs> it's always a fadeaway, a step back, uh, you know, whatever it could be. And it's it's just gotta be awesome. Like, you know, for the rest of for the rest of history, rest of college basketball, you know, you you got a piece of history as, you know, one of the greatest moments in, in college basketball history, uh, which is, you know, which was extremely, extremely incredible. But, you know, going on from that, you know, uh you go on to the league after you after you you know finish up your career with you know thousand points, uh, record of assists, uh, high in games played, so many other things, steals, uh, and then up uh, the draft comes and you go on drafted. You know what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Because you know I had a decorated career, all those things, same great career, winning, blah blah blah, and you know I went in, I went undrafted as well, and it was something that I wasn't necessarily, I definitely wasn't emotionally prepared for it or mentally. But, like, as far as the turnaround of me, like, all right, I'm going to show that y'all proved wrong. Like, y'all messed up. Like, I'm, I'm going to go out there and I'm, I'm going to show up in summer league. And, out that, you know, it's a mindset. I got a chip on my shoulder. So, you know, what, what was that like for you um, in knowing, like, you know, I, I'm going to prove that I'm an NBA player. Like, y'all, y'all, messed, y'all, y'all sleeping on me. Yeah, like you said, like, you know, having those awards and stuff and, like, the accolades is, like, it was cool, like it was something like to be part of history. But it's like when you, I had, I went through the draft process of all these workouts. You know, I think I had like nine or ten workouts. Um, and I'm like, some guys go through where they have 15, 20, and I'm like, there's no way to do that. I like, I had nine or ten, and I was like, I was like beat. And I'm like, I'm done, right? Out. You're done. Working out for teams is gonna need a, you know, a backup point guard or somebody they're gonna draft. You know, when they, they're gonna need a point guard. And, you know, I felt like I was doing really well in my draft workouts, I was shooting the ball well. I, like I said, I came off of, like, my senior year was probably my best year I had. We um, had a great team. We didn't do what we, we didn't get as far as we wanted to get, but, I mean, we played well as a team and we were good. And, um, you know, I just felt like 
I had a good chance of getting drafted. Um, I had two two teams call me and they told me that, you know, if you're available with this pick, you know, late in the second round, we're going to take you. And so when those picks came around, you know, another name got called and, uh, you know, it was like, man, like, you just felt so, you felt like, dang, it's just going to, you didn't have to lie to me like you were draft me right then. Uh, you could have just told me, like, you know. I didn't mean. Uh, it was like, I don't know. It was it was a bad feeling, I ain't gonna lie. Um, so, like you said, yeah. when that happened, yeah. when when that happened, I, um, like you said, I had that mindset. Of, I'm gonna prove y'all wrong. Like you know, should have been drafted. I'm I'm good enough to play in the league. Uh, and then from there, it was just every day. I was like, I'm gonna show y'all. Like I I can I do this. Like I can I can play with anybody. With the best players in the world. And, you know be the same guy that y'all know I am. So I love that, bro. So you went you went on to uh to play straight to, to the play with Washington in Summer League first? Yeah, so I went to uh went to Washington, played Summer League there, um with D Rob. Yep. How was that? Uh that was funny. Hey, I, I remember I remember that play that uh that oop y'all had boy guys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely that was definitely fun. I ain't gonna lie, that was uh that summer league experience was was fun and it was uh you know I was glad that I was on the team with D Rob. He was kinda you know, he was a year he left a year early, so he had already been through it and was kinda letting me know how like things work and you know, how the teams are. Um so I mean that helped a lot. Um, you know, and then I end up, he didn't get picked up out of the summer league. I just stayed with Washington and played with their G League team. Um, and Devin stayed, he was on the G League team with me. And, uh, you know, that G League life was a lot different than what, you know, you become accustomed to, like, yeah, four years of college, yeah. like, they're taking care of you, you know, everything's, you know, proud of you flying charter everywhere to away games. And it's like, you get to the G League. It's like going back to, to high school and like AAU trips, you know, tough schedule. You're playing in these cities. Some cities don't got no crowds. You got to fly into like Milwaukee, drive two hours to Oshkosh in the middle of, you know. Oshkosh, I never even heard of that city. Yeah, no, exactly. Like <laughs> that's Milwaukee's G League team. It was in like Oshkosh, I think. And it's just, it's a bunch of smaller cities, but, uh, it was just like uh, I don't I don't want to be here like in the G League. I'm yeah. gonna do whatever you know to get out of here. And you know I had a good team and guys around me that were you know I fit well with and you know was able to play well with and get the opportunity to get a a ten day with Houston and um, play with their G League team for a couple games and learn their system. And about three three weeks later, two or three weeks later after my ten day. They called me back and signed me to the rest of the season. Um, then, what was it? I played summer league with them my second year. And uh, the CP3 Westbrook trade happened while we were in the middle of a summer league game. <laughs> so, like, we're playing a game. We look up on the screen. It's like CP3 traded from Russell Westbrook. So, like, that trade went down. Uh, I didn't stay with Houston after summer league. I went back to Washington play with the G League team again. Well, actually, I went back to Washington with training camp. I ended up getting a two-way deal my second year. And we had a lot of injuries early in the season to our centers. I think two of our centers were just going to be out for a couple months. And we didn't have any roster spots left. So they took my two-way away, and they gave it to a center. And um, hmm. this was, like, right before Christmas. So like you know the, yeah. G, the G League has the Invitational around Christmas time, right before Christmas. Now in Vegas, where it's like all the teams come play a tournament, and then uh, I wasn't I wasn't gonna go. I was like, man, I'm like I just lost my contract. I'm like I'm not gonna go play in this. Like I just wanna take a couple of days and just like be to myself. And my agent calls me. He's like, you know, Washington wants you to come play with them you know, for the G League showcase. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to go play for this team. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. Like, I'm in the middle of the grocery store, too. Like, I'm in the grocery store about to check out my groceries. I remember my agent called me. He's like, they want you to fly there in the morning and play. And I'm like, I was like, nah. I was like, I don't want to. 
And he was like, he was like, I, think should, I was like, no, I'm like, I don't want to go. I'm like, I just, I just want some, a couple of days of myself. And he was like, I think you should go. It's like, you know, every team's going to be there, all this. And, you know, you, you belong in the NBA. So it's like, this is your chance. So I go there and uh, play really well. And I think a couple of weeks later, Brooklyn calls me, bring me in on two weeks. Oh, okay. That's how I ended up in Brooklyn. Ah, uh, okay. So. Yeah, because I was looking and I saw uh, in 2019, I was, this, this is what I said, the funny thing that happened along your career path is that it says Washington waived you December 17th, 2019, December 17th, and then four days later on the 21st, they resigned you. Yeah, so they, they resigned me to, for the. It's okay. G League, yeah, it's okay, so. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. It was a, so, a G League. It was a G, like a G League contract. Before before we get into Brooklyn, uh, I wanted to ask you this. You know, Mar it, it has its registered. March twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, was the first time you got NBA action. Was that kind of surreal when you checked in? Uh, this is with Houston. It said like like NBA NBA game like this game like stats stats count in this game yeah. like it's like did that was that kind of crazy just like checking in and like. Yeah, that was my first real season. Like, I played preseason games, but that was the first regular season game I played in. So, like, yeah, that was definitely like a surreal feeling. Like, even just the preseason game, when you finally get out there on the court and you're playing, you're like, sure. hey, like this is cool. But just like you know, shit, my contract. I didn't. I don't have a spot on the team. I was trying to get a spot. So it's like yeah. once you sign, it's like you're out there. You're like, hey, I finally like can say I I'm playing in the NBA game. And it's like, it was an unbelievable feeling. And I don't even know if I scored. I don't remember what game that was. Uh, I don't even think I scored my first game. I don't remember. But I just remember I hit my first, I hit my first three against uh, Sacramento. And it was to, like, break the record and tie the record for most threes in the game. Oh, wow. So that was like, that would be this one. So, you know, Houston ain't shooting nothing but threes back then. So it's like threes and yeah. late. So I check in and they swing me the ball. I'm like, well, I'm getting ready to shoot. Mm -hmm. guys, they know we're shooting. They're trying to run us off the line. So I'm like, let me just pump fake sidestep, let a three go. And everybody's shooting threes in like five minutes left. So everybody's trying to hit that three to break the record. <laughs> I I'm like, yeah. That was my, I think that's my <laughs> points. That's big time. It says that the game, the first game you checked in, it was against uh, New Orleans. Okay, yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Hmm? I said that was the first, yeah, that was the first, first, uh, I think that was the first game I was there. Maybe second. But I got in and, uh, yeah, I remember. So, so over at Brooklyn, uh, I remember I was like, I was super, I was super excited for you. You were getting a good amount of minutes. You were playing like 10 to 15 at some point. A few assists, few points here and there, like that had to be awesome experience. And this, I think you were there before KD and Kyrie uh, got there, right? Well, they were, both, they were both injured. Ah, okay. okay. That was the year they were both injured. Yeah, so I got there. They were there already, but they just weren't. They were injured. So um, I think Spencer was the point guard. I think Spencer was starting at point. My first year. Yeah, Spencer was starting at point guard. I think my first year. Any 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 like notable stories like uh of any of those NBA guys that you were in the locker room with? You gotta have something, bro. You know, tell the tell the, tell the people something, man. That uh that just like man, that's that's crazy. <laughs> uh, okay. So my my rookie year going into training camp with, with the Wizards, um, we had the the little uh. Last day of training camp, we have the little get, like open run for the fans or whatever, and like an autograph signing and like six flags, six flags, and we're doing an autograph signing. And before we get there, everybody was like, "Yeah, you know, you're gonna have to ride this roller coaster. John's gonna make all the rookies ride the roller coaster." So like, I hadn't run, ridden a roller coaster in so long. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't really want. I'm like, I ain't gonna ride no roller coaster. They're like, yeah, you got to get on the Superman. I'm like, why? He's like, that's just what he makes the rookie why? do. 
So I'm like, all right. So the whole time we're doing autographs, I'm like thinking about this roller coaster. And, you know, it ends, everybody's getting to their cars. Everybody forgot about it. And then like right before we pull off, John comes out of nowhere. He's like, y'all rookies think I forgot? And I'm like, oh, man. So he has like the team security and everybody is like, takes us, John's walking with us. He's like, he's taking us to the roller coaster. We go around like through this back entrance. And they're like, they shut everybody off and get in the roller coaster. And they're like, all right, who's going first? So I'm like, I gotta ride this roller coaster by myself. Like nobody out here with me. He was like, yes. I'm like, there's no, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'm not getting on by myself. I'm like, I'll ride the roller coaster. Yes. I'll ride the roller coaster, but I'm not riding it by myself. And so one of our um, camera ladies, she was like, I'll ride it with you. She was like, so you don't gotta be by yourself. She's like, I'm gonna record everything. I'm like, cool. So then he was like, all right, fine. You know, people can get on the ride with you. So I'm like, I'm on the front. And it is like, they let everybody else like fill in behind us. And the other rookie that we had, he just said he could do it. He was like, I can't. He's like, I'm gonna like freak out and pass out or something. So I'd ride the roller coaster. You know, they're taking pictures when you come around that one big turn on Superman. And so like they take a picture, you can frame it. So like I'm scared getting ready to go to the roller coaster. It's got the, I ain't been on it so long. You know, the slow climb, you get to the top, you look down, you're like, oh, hell no. So we're, once it starts though, I'm like having a good time. I'm still like scared. And it's like, I, I see the camera up here when we're coming around the turn. So I know it's gonna take my picture and I'm in the front. And I'm just like posing like this. Like, so it look like I'm not scared. <laughs> so like we get the printout and I'm like, let me get two of those. So we, I get the second printout and I give it to John. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, you thought I was gonna be scared to ride this roller coaster. So he got a picture of me like this, like I wasn't scared of nothing um, from riding a roller coaster because he was trying to, you know, do the little rookie treatment on me. But I really was scared, really scared. I can, I can imagine. But long story short, I, I got, I got paid. A, I'm gonna, I got paid an undisclosed amount of money for that for the rookie treatment. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know I was gonna get paid for it. He just said he got a gift for me for riding a roller coaster. What? So I got a nice little gift. That's love right there. Yeah, that's how I, know. I get People really make, that's like, they make a lot of money up here. <laughs> that's what's up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe it. John, John's still there, uh, ain't it? No, nah, he's uh, with Houston right now. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, so Chief, we got a few more things before I let you go. Um, get some, some, um, some different, some different things to know for the people to know about you. Now, if people don't know uh, about Chris Chioza, uh, you can find him on Instagram at Chioza11, number 11. Uh, my man is a fashion icon, if y'all didn't know. He is a mogul. Uh, <laughs> where, where did your fashion sense come from? And, uh, you know, are you, are, you, uh, are you big into fashion? Or do you follow, like, stuff? Or are you just, like, are there certain brands you really like? Or, you know, where did you get your sense of fashion? Because my man be on there smooth. Uh, no, I'm not. The thing is, I'm not even big on fashion like that. Like, I don't keep up with, like, I don't follow, like, any, like, fashion pages, no, like, brands, nothing. I literally just, I'll be on Instagram, and I'll see something, and I'm like, yo, that's kind of hard. And then, like, like, I'm just, like, go online shopping, and it's, like, iPhones is crazy now. It's, like, anytime I see something, I, like, like, that look cool. It's, like, I get to go shopping online. It's, like, Siri, I think Siri be listening. She be finding stuff I like. And I'm just like, this is <laughs> Siri's always <laughs> this is hard. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, I'm a simple guy. Like, I wear a lot of neutral colors, a lot of black. So it's like, I just find different pieces I like and I just kind of throw them together. And uh, being in New York and stuff, when it got cold, it's like when you really can like dress up, you like you put layers on, you just kind of pick pieces out. That's when I really started like, Washington was a little cold too, so I could I could wear some stuff, but I wasn't really big on. It. I wasn't there that long. But when I got to New York, that's when I really started, you know, going out actually shopping in stores and yeah, being around like being in New York where it's like fashion, fashion district and stuff like that. I got started actually going to stores and finding stuff I like. That's when I started kind of putting stuff together. Well, it's it's probably a little bit easier for someone to shop that you know. Standing at five foot eleven, it's probably a lot easier to find yourself. Oh yeah, I can find anything. There's always some stuff in my size for sure. Like whenever I'm I'm trying to get a custom something, it's just like 
it's all like everything is super I'm like, man, it's it's not fair that the way my body is set up, I just can't like I gotta pay more just to wait because I got longer arms and and like I'm muscular. Like it ain't it ain't even fair. And my legs are long, like but there's nothing nothing I can do about it. But um last last thing I wanted to uh that intrigued me about your profile, you know, is is motivation. You know, uh, your very first post on your Instagram, which I love, uh, is, is uh, with God, all things are possible. Um, you know, what, what are you believing for? What is your motivation that, that just keeps you going? Um, that is something that probably whoever's listening to this, you know, because the thing I love about sports um, is that everything that you experience in sports is like translatable to or transferable to how we experience life. Um, and those those motivations can you know working hard whatever it may be can directly help us to continue to be the best versions of ourselves. So uh, obviously your faith is a big a big part of that. But what else what else motivates you to continue just just going after it? Yeah, so like like you said, my faith growing up, like uh, my grandparents were big on the church, and my mom was big on church. So growing up, I was always in church. So. Um, that was, I felt like that was just something like my first post. I remember it like I, it was uh, actually on the back of a baseball glove. Like that's, that picture I took was uh, like a baseball glove on the front on the back, it had that verse on it. And it's like a little coin, like a metal almost. And I think it's actually still in my room at home in Memphis. Um, that, like, that was just, I don't even, the f- reason I posted that as my first picture was like, that was just something I really truly believed in. And I was like, this is, you know, something I've always kind of believed in. Um, like my family's big on it. Yeah. I've been through, you know, like just being like you said, a 5'11", regular size person playing a sport that, you know, all these tall people play. Um, you know, it's not a lot of people under six foot, six foot and under, to, you know, even get a chance to play. So it's like, yeah. uh, I knew it was gonna be tough, but it was something I love to do and it was like my dream. So I'm like, you know, this is always gonna be possible. You know, anything, anything, you know, you believe in God, he can make anything possible. So I never have lost my faith in, you know, my abilities or, you know, my opportunities I'm going to have. You know, like you said, basketball, sports in general has like real life translatable things. So it's like, yeah, I think in life, I never really get too down on anything because I know, you know, I've been cut, haven't made teams you know, stuff like that. I've been in positions where I like, I feel like I should be doing this and this and it's just not working, but you know, it's always, at the end, it always works itself out. So like, anytime I'm going through something, I just be like, at the, it's gonna work itself out at the end. But that's like, that's just like something I live by. I'm like, I don't stress about it. Yeah. I just have to let my faith do everything and know the work I put in at the end of the day, you know, I'm gonna be all right, regardless of what yeah. I do. I'm gonna figure something out. Like something's gonna work his way out. And Absolutely. Don't stop running. So that's just the way I look at stuff. Yeah, bro. It's like it, it's so much to be grateful for in the in the grand scheme of things. Like there's always areas we can wish to be better, things to be a little bit different. But we just got so much to, to be grateful for. You know, I, I I can looking at my career. I wish things could have went different. It could have been playing longer. But I'm like, man, I got a chance to play at my dream school and play professionally and travel the world and like. So many people never get that chance, and a lot of it was I, I I did nothing to be born or for my body to be this size. And you know when you put those lenses of gratitude on, it's a lot easier to have that attitude, that mindset of like whatever comes my way, you know nothing's gonna change my work, my work ethic, and my motivation. I'm gonna still get my best. So, Chris, I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, do not stop believing. It's been it's been an honor uh, having you on the show. Uh, gonna get gonna get this posted out there for all the fans to see. Gator Nation uh, loves you as long as um, as well as everybody else along with your journey, man. Keep keep pushing. Uh, we can't wait to see you out there in Golden State. Uh, it's gonna be an exciting year. Stay healthy, uh, stay motivated, and and don't give up, bro. Stay keep keep being a motivated motiva- motivational figure that you have been to everybody. Um, and God bless, bro. So thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, bro. And that was it, Rowdy, the one and only, the Flash, um, Chris Chioza, such an awesome story, such an awesome man um, that we know to love, 5'11", one of those small guards, as uh, 
Coach Billy Donovan loved me. Coach Mike White are so able to bring the best uh, talent and ability out of. So happy to see him still doing his grind um, and just getting after it and believing. Um, as I said, I love being able to do this. I love, uh, even though got other things to go on, this is something I look forward to doing every week and bringing this content to you guys. So if you can continue to promote this podcast for me, if you can subscribe, if you can share uh, remember the young and the rowdies. You can find that this is on Apple and Spotify. Um, don't forget the field of 68 Media Network. Thank you to those guys so much for making this opportunity for me uh, exist, as well as to being able to get this content out to you in the way that it's getting done. So, um, Gator Nation, we're looking forward to this upcoming season, upcoming um, college basketball season. Um, hopefully, I'm speaking to this in this before the Florida Alabama game happens. I don't know what happens. Thank you.